0: Welcome to Work Mom Says Don't Be an Idiot. And now, here's your host, Work Mom. Hello, everybody. It's Lori Vest. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Work Mom Says Don't Be an Idiot. Today, we're going to be talking about little white lies and integrity. Is it possible to be in integrity in your business dealings if You tell a little white lie once in a while. Is it okay to lie if you're a little uncomfortable in a situation and maybe want to save yourself some trouble? Is it okay to lie if you want to save someone else discomfort? It's a really interesting conversation and something to really think about. I didn't really give the whole integrity thing a lot of thought Until you know, it's not something they taught in college, it wasn't something that you know they presented at workshops or that you know that was really discussed. And if you were fortunate, you had a good boss, which I did, you were taught that you know the truth mattered. And on the other hand, popular culture tells us on an ongoing basis that the little white lie is okay. So, I'm going to give you a couple, a couple really interesting stories that happened to me over the years, and then some examples of why it it might be time to put the little white lie to bed and just always be in a place of integrity where there are no little white lies for a lot of different reasons, but we'll get to that shortly. So I became really interested in integrity when I did a series of educational workshops put on by Landmark. And Landmark Education is a company that uh, does what they call transformational workshops. And they really are life changing. I found them extremely interesting. And I honestly, I saw auras at one of these workshops. It was so crazy. For one thing, you're really tired because the first one I went to was called the Landmark Forum. And if you've heard of the Landmark Forum, you may have heard um, some bad things about it. There are some people out there that like to say it's a cult or that, you know, what they teach is brainwashing. Um, I disagree. Uh, what they teach is basically that you write the stories that you tell yourself, and the stories that you tell yourself shape your life. And one of the big lessons that they teach in their first course, which is called the Landmark Forum is about integrity. And they do a couple different things that are just were fascinating to me at the time, and they still are. And one of them was, okay, for example, you've got a four-day weekend. You're there with a group of, wow, I think there were maybe 90 people in my course. You're all in one big room in folding chairs. I mean, it is not a comfortable place to be. And I think they kind of do that to you on, on purpose because they want you a little bit You know, a little bit upset because it's easier to get people to get into their authenticity and their emotions if they're a little upset sometimes. So I I can't blame them for that. But what I noticed right away was when they sent us on a break and they told us what time to come back, they got an agreement from the room that we would all be back by that time so that the course could start promptly after breaks and, you know, that kind of thing. We'd have short breaks and lunch breaks, dinner breaks. And If someone came back late, they would stop everything, and it was a big production. I mean, there was a huge conversation about integrity and about who are you to make all of these other people, those of us sitting in our chairs who'd gotten back on time, who are you to make those people wait? You know, why are you so self-important and arrogant? And you were like, wow, okay, that's really interesting, And, and it really shone a different light on something as small as being late. If you commit to being at a meeting at a certain time, then be there five minutes early. Because if you're late, you're allowing all kinds of stories to be told about about you and your integrity. It's not an in integrity to do that. So there were lots of other things that they did at Landmark that, were, that involved Little White Lies. And I really um, kept an eye out since then, for situations where little white lies were used in business and in situations where the person who was using that little white lie was a member of my team, I would take the opportunity to to impart this landmark lesson, which really, to me, helps contribute to the connected, positive relationships you're able to create in business. And that is, a little white lie is never okay. You do not have integrity if you are telling little white lies. And I'll give you a couple of examples. I had a a good friend. She worked for me for about five years, and then we became friends, and she's just an amazing woman. And she asked me, we were talking about that. And she said, Well, don't you think if I came into the office and I bought a new pair of pants for myself over the weekend and I was so excited about these pants, they were just my favorite. And I was just all like geeked out about them and they were just amazing. And I came into the office and I showed you my pants and you were like, Ugh, and you didn't like them. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you lie or tell a little white lie to? avoid hurting my feelings because I love those pants. And all I could think of was, well, um, the first thing I would say to you would probably be, well, I like some of the other pairs of pants that you wear better. Or perhaps um, they're not my favorite pair of pants that you have. But I wouldn't come right out and say I like them if I didn't. Because I would feel like that would be doing a couple of things. It would be not allowing the person who really liked the pants to be in a, to be adult enough to hear your opinion. And if they asked for your opinion, then I'm assuming you want the truth. Um, you can be gentle and not hurt people's feelings. That's a possibility. And when you lie to somebody, you create a barrier. You create this little thing in between you and them because you have told an untruth and now you've got to kind of hang on to that and keep track of it. So I'll give you another example. Uh, Most of my examples are going to come from the production industry where I worked for about 25 years. I worked in video production and I had a scheduler who would book the camera crew. So when a client called in, And they wanted a camera crew at this location for these hours, and they needed these pieces of equipment, etc. They would talk the production schedule. She'd put it all together. And she would book the crews and put, you know, a camera person and a video tech and an audio tech and some lighting people or whatever was necessary. And once in a while, a client would specify a certain person. I would love to have Joe as my tech that day. You know, he's one of my great friends, and he needs some work or... Last time I worked with y'all, I worked with, you know, um, Carrie, and she was just so good. Can you put her on it? And people would ask, you know, for their favorites. But if they didn't, then the scheduler would pick her favorites, you know, the people that we know, you know, that we knew would represent our company well. Well, one day somebody called in and said, hey, you know, that that shoot I booked a couple days ago, would you do me a favor and make sure that, you know, Joe is on it as a video tech, and she's like, oh, "Okay, well, so I got to call this guy that I've already got on hold for that position, and let him know that he's not on hold for that anymore. That we, you know, that he's to release that day, and he doesn't have to work for us." And people get bummed out when you do that because basically, a lot of the people in the production business are freelancers. So if you book them for that day, that's revenue for them. And when you have to call back and say, "Okay, well, I have to let you go." for that day they're you know it affects their pocketbook sometimes they you know they're creative people they might be a little more emotional they might write a story about you know why you're doing that and so to me I was always of the mindset that you would tell the person hey you know the client has a great friend or you know worked with this guy last time or was just really happy about this other person and so you know but I'll keep you in mind for the next project and my scheduler was surprised that I wouldn't lie and say that the project got canceled. Well, just I'll just tell him that the project got canceled, and I don't have to worry about his feelings being hurt. And I was like, ooh, you know, I'd really rather you didn't do that, because when you do that, you do a couple of things. That production community in, our, in any city is usually pretty tight, and people talk to each other. So what happens when that guy hears that the shoot that he got all the details to and knew was happening went on without him. And he hears that another person was put on in his position. And you've told him it went away. So now he's like, huh, okay, what happened? You lied to him. So he questions who you are and why you would lie. And he also might start writing up those stories. Okay, you know, she doesn't like me. She's not very nice. Those people are stupid. <laughs> you know, people make up stories and creative people are very emotional. So sometimes the stories that they, they make up are really creative. So just a couple of reasons that it's not good to lie. I mean, it just, it it puts a barrier between you and another person. And I know on Work Mom Says, I've talked about this before, but the basis for everything in business and in success is connected, positive relationships. And I you'll hear me preach that day and night because it really is what, will lead you to, you know, 20 years into your career, being able to pick and choose where you go, because you will build an, an, a reputation for integrity. You'll make connections in all kinds of places. You'll hear from people that maybe you did worked with 10 years ago who remember you as a person they were connected to that was positive, that had integrity, And when they need what you do, they may call you. Uh, I get a lot of calls out of the blue from people that I used to work with. Uh, Matter of fact, I had someone reach out to me today and say, hey, are you still doing this? Because I have some, some clients that need what you do. And I'm like, of course. And I pick up the phone and we hadn't talked in probably two and a half years, and I'm putting a proposal together for her to do some digital marketing. So it's the kind of thing that if you want to be successful in any industry, any business, if you put the connected positive relationship as a priority in every interaction with everyone you do business with, including that person who you have to let go or who you have to give bad news to, look at integrity as being a really important part of that. Because, A connected, positive relationship is always based on trust. You do the right thing. And when someone can trust you to do the right thing over time, that is gold. Um, being, you know, having a reputation as a person with integrity that people can trust 20 years down the road when you really want to be successful in your career and you're hitting your peak. All those connected, positive relationships will be there supporting you in your success, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're, uh, you know, owner of a large company, whether you're a CEO. The relationships you build over the years are what you support or what support you. So another thing that uh, I'm going to give you one more example about, you know, the little white lie and integrity. And it was another scheduling kind of situation. And I was fascinated by this one, because the um, the person who was telling the little white lie wasn't telling it because they wanted to avoid hurting someone's feelings, or um, they wanted to get revenge. And this was just really funny. So just don't do this. Just whatever you do, don't do this. Um, but so here's the story. The One of the rooms that we did editing in was down. The equipment was down. And there was one sales rep in town for that particular type of equipment. So if you had a problem, you had to call that guy. Well, clients came to the facility and rented these edit rooms by the hour. So if you had a client in every suite, you could be billing, you know, eight hours a day of time for your operator and your equipment to that client. It's how we made our money. And so if one of the edit suites was down, you you didn't make any revenue that day. You can't bill a client for work that you're not able to do. So there was a sales rep for the piece of equipment that was down that had a, a pretty bad habit of not calling you back when you were in a panic. You know, you'd have a client coming in at nine o'clock, the editor may have come in at 830 and couldn't boot up. And now what do we do? And so the scheduler would have to call the client and say, you know, hang tight, just don't come in, we'll let you know as soon as we're back up. And is there anything I can do for you? And the scheduler waited, she had to wait like an hour and a half or something for the, the sales rep to call her back. And they figured out what they figured out. And um, later on, I was talking to her about the situation. And she said, I told him that we had to turn down business so that he knew that what he had done by not calling us back and getting this, you know, this fix started earlier was not the right thing. And I I was shocked because we hadn't had to turn the business down. We had been able to move the client actually to the next day, which was open. And we, the client's deadline was fine. Yeah, the rep was kind of a, you know, he was kind of a pain. You know, he wasn't the best at returning phone calls, but he was really good at getting the right people in to fix things when they needed to be fixed. You know, the engineer would be smart. He, as soon as he got there, it would be back up and running which we couldn't say about some of the other suppliers in town. So there were reasons for us to really be, um, to stay in a connected, positive relationship with that sales rep, right? So again, there was a really compelling reason for us to be in a connected, positive relationship with that particular sales rep. He did He did favors for us. He got us discounts. You know, he did those kinds of things. So in a lot of ways, he was there for us. He just had this bad habit. And the owners of the studio all kind of knew about it. They still worked with him. They saw his flaws. They also knew him as a human being. He'd been around the business for 10 years or so. And so, you know, they were all in good relationship. But I, I caught this uh, schedule in the hallway, and she was so proud of herself that she had told him that we lost money because of, you know, his, um, his lack of response. And, I stopped her and said, "You know, you're, that's not, in, that's out of integrity," and she got so angry. What do you mean? I have integrity. How dare you question my integrity? <sighs> and all I could think of was, okay, a couple of things. She was younger. She was in her twenties, and, and she had some. There were some things she wasn't aware of. The sales rep had been around the industry for a really long time. The owners of the business that she worked for had been around the bus- you know, for a really long time. They would go out and drink beer together and talk. And odds are he was going to find out that she lied to him because the owner would probably say, Ah, you know, don't worry about it, man. It's all right. We, we managed to move the client to the next day. Everything was fine. So he probably kind of knew that it was okay. And for her to question, you know, to say that her integrity was intact... Even though, you know, she had this big fat lie that she had told someone was just a really good indicator of how deeply entrenched the little white lie, for whatever reason, is in our business culture. And so the other reason I recommend you stay away from the little white lie is because you you never have to remember what you told someone if you don't lie. You know, if you say, you know, oh, I couldn't come into work on, you know, Tuesday because I had, you know, hurt my back. And then two weeks later, the person you were supposed to meet with that day says, hey, how's your back? And you go, huh? What? You look like an idiot. And they know you lied. I mean, it really it's just there's so many reasons not, you know, to just give up the little white lie, put it to bed, say goodnight, let it go don't use it, you know, and just if if you're in a sticky situation and you're not sure what to do and your first instinct is ooh, a little white lie, get me out of this, quick I'm really uncomfortable, I can't handle it sit for a minute this is a teachable moment okay, this is a teachable moment another teachable moment, that's what I like to call a teachable moment, brought to you by Work Mom Says Don't Be an Idiot Teachable moment here, people. Sit for a minute. If you are in a situation where, you know, for example, you have to call someone and say, hey, I have to cancel your $500 workday tomorrow, or I have to cancel your $10,000 project, or even I, you know, have to, you know, terminate your employment, truthfulness matters. People really want the truth. And that's the kind of thing that, you know, if, it, if you're uncomfortable with the truth, stop, sit on your hands, give yourself 20 minutes. There's this thing called the pause. And I tell people practice the pause. Give yourself 20 minutes. Whenever you feel your emotions going up, ooh, this is really uncomfortable. I'm not sure. Maybe I want to like just do what I have to to get out of it. Just stop. Give yourself 20 minutes. You can usually call someone back, email them right away, say, hey, I'll get you an answer. You know, um, give yourself the time that you need not to respond in a way that is untruthful or um, maybe too emotional So I have an article about that on our blog at Work Mom Says. It's called Practice the Pause. And I go a little deeper into why it's a really great thing to do to sometimes just stop, give yourself 20 minutes, and and then respond. Because otherwise you'll react from an emotional place. So I've just dumped a ton of information on you today. Uh, thank you again for joining me. Please connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm an open networker there. It's Lori Joe Vest. I am Work Mom Says on Twitter. Uh, follow me there too, please. And if you have any questions or you want to suggest a guest or a topic, um, please connect with me. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, thank you again for joining me today on Work Mom Says. Don't be an idiot. <music> Thanks for listening to Work Mom Says. Don't be an idiot. For more information, you can email Work Mom at L O R I Work That's Lori at Work And remember, <sighs> don't be an idiot.